The following radio show takes place between 9 p.m. and 11 p.m. Events occur in fake time. I was paid to put on a killer show. All right. Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome. It is good to be back. It is, of course, Thursday, September 22nd, 2022, and we are doing yet another edition of the very interesting show. I believe it is season four, episode 11. Uh, I wouldn't know because I have not changed. We have a calendar in the studio here Mm. to my left side that I, I don't even think the overhead shot picks it up. So, you know, it's just for me, Chad. It's just between me and the calendar and not you. Is this only something that we share, me and the calendar? We have a very intimate relationship like that. But if I switch to the uh, to the guest camera, I think you might be able to oh, see Oh, actually, it. yeah, you're right. You might be able to see oh, the, the cutoff see version of it. Calendar. Yellow mic. There it is. Oh, there it is. Uh, there's, you can see the, the lines being drawn, but you can't see that I don't have anything written in there, <laughs> mostly because, A, I stopped using the calendar to keep track of stuff at a certain point in the calendar's life cycle, and B, because... Uh, it still needs to be updated. That last date on the very bottom right is the 17th, and we are past the 17th, but we have got quite a bit to get to today. There is so much going on in the world, and I've found that uh, the more dissatisfied that I become with like life in general, the worse off my mental state gets to be IRL, uh, the more I'll tend to, and this is a very common consumption pattern, right? The more uh depressed i get in real life the more i tend to like consume stuff and just kind of use that as the filler for you know getting through the whatever bad period of life you're in and this week i don't this week was just a bad week man so i i consumed a lot of content this week and that should serve as a benefit to you guys because i am like i'm in fucking tune with all the drama that has been going on this week particularly on twitch and I've, I have a feeling that we're going to spend a whole segment on this Twitch drama because it is insane. It, is, uh, it has caused some changes over at Twitch this week. We'll get to that in a little bit. We will get to the news, of course, coming up uh, in the second segment. We'll probably, I'm not going to lie, we'll probably get to some of it this segment too because we've just got so many fucking stories. My tabs are, as usual, looking quite quite ridiculous tonight mm. there is uh there is like 20 tabs at least right I would say girthy, uh, but that's not the right word for it i don't know i don't know if it's girthy I, you could probably no, classify it as girthy yeah thick boy oh he's thick yeah, isn't it don't, don't the tabs get shorter that's that's what i was or, about to say is that you know as you open more of them the tabs get smaller and smaller so i guess that's a life lesson for if you try to cram too many things into one area they they just 
think might I'll, get longer, I'll, but it won't get thicker. No, definitely not. It's and that's not going to help anybody out. So uh, at the very least, chat, you guys should be happy that I was having a bad week because I'm very much in tune with what's going on. We are going to do a deep dive into all of the major stories that happened this week, uh, except for the ones that I didn't really follow particularly you probably heard the martha's vineyard story from yeah. this week like uh, here's the thing that's a funny situation and i think it's hilarious when you look at the story from the layman's perspective before having done any research into it like the reason that we're not going to talk about it besides the surface level which i guess we're kind of doing right now is because i'm i'm just going to be dead ass i didn't do any of the research into the story this is one of those stories that uh i know is just a political game it's basically just for optics like one side and it despite the fact that it's being done for optics it's still kind of funny but uh at the very least you know we're i'm not gonna spend too much time on that because i didn't do much of the research into it particularly one of the benchmarks that i have for like if i even want to talk about a story is you know a does the story make sense like do you know all the factors that are at play here in the story and i really don't like i don't know all the background stuff so i'm just gonna laugh at the at the uh the rich white liberals over at Martha's Vineyard having a, a whole 48 hour experience of getting to deal with culture for the first time in their entire life. I, there's, I don't know. I, I can only attack this story at the surface level, just seeing all of the people at, at Martha's Vineyard. I can just see it, them going on a, a journey, having all of the migrants arrive by bus at Martha's Vineyard and them going on a journey because they've never seen any of these types of people before. And it's like, uh, I don't remember if I ever talked about this on the show, right? But here's uh, the basic mindset behind what goes on inside like a, a far left white liberal's mind, right? They they view themselves as that meme that you've probably seen from Game of Thrones or it's the, I think it's like the dragon queen or the dragon yeah, Daenerys. princess. Daenerys. That's that's the name that I was uh, looking for. Mm-hmm. Where how all, I don't, and I don't know what these characters were, like all sure. the, the brown slaves that were holding her up and you've probably seen that meme, right? Where she's getting held up by like all the, all the poor, dirty brown people below her. Right. And that right there is a perfect encapsulation of what I think white liberals think they are, right? Is, until, 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 you know, knocking uh, on your doorstep. Yeah, until Hello. there they are. Hello. Hi. Can we stay? No, you're getting shipped off to the army base in four in forty eight hours. No, goodbye. But uh, it's such a petty move, though. But I love it. Where it's yeah, like, that's oh, you, exactly it. Oh, you, oh, you, uh, you want to make it so anybody can like like move in and like less strict borders yeah. and stuff. Like, yeah, here you go. Here you go. So it's the Give pettiest them, move I've ever heard, but I love it. I know. I figured you you would like it too because it, it it fits perfectly, and it's just such a funny funny story. I just but, think it's it's funny the juxtaposition between yeah. like how how you know when it's over there that's what you want, mm-hmm. but at the moment that it starts affecting them exactly, it's just like oh get out. <laughs> no, but you know they've officially what happened in Chicago, right? Chicago? Uh, not particularly, yeah. no. Which thing that happened in Chicago? Besides, uh, the uh, only thing that I heard about in Chicago this week was uh, the McDonald's CEO coming out and saying, yeah, it's your, your city's fucking dangerous. We're probably going to start pulling out of Chicago if, you know, you don't start, like, doing things. That's the only uh, thing I've heard about Chicago this week. Something similar to what, well, I don't know if it was this week, but I know Chicago's mayor was like, hey, we need federal help, or it was the governor. 
because of the 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 crime immigrants that were shipped there as well. Oh well, they they had said prior to that happening that oh yeah we'd be able to handle it you know we'll we'll welcome them in we'll set them up with you know jobs houses this that the third and uh now they're like uh we fucked up we need help it was a two-pronged <laughs> attack from like florida and texas this week because governor ron DeSantis this week sent our people our migrants that we had here over to martha's vineyard and then governor greg abbott of texas ended up sending a uh, i don't remember if it was a bus or a plane full again this is why we're not going too hard on the story because i don't fucking know all the details about right. this but governor greg abbott this week also sent a gathering of migrants over to uh vice president kamala harris's house and i don't know i don't i i agree man i'm with you john on how i, I know this is such a petty story and it's yeah. only for political optics and it's gonna fool all the people that just like consume mainstream media waste of a buttload of money yeah no reason but yeah, it's that too. Kind of like just to prove a point. I read both of these stories, the, like the little headlines of them. Oh, it just made me. It made me chuckle, man. It, yeah, <laughs> I I think it's a great story, but you know, not not one that I know the full details on. Like for instance, there's some some in, like some uh, controversy, I'll say about like where these migrants came from and like what the taxpayer dollars are being used for and all that kind of stuff. I didn't look, I didn't do the research into any of that stuff, mm -hmm. but I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to enjoy and revel in the idea and the picture that I have in my head of all the Martha's vineyard residents being like uh Daenerys getting hoisted up by all the, the, the lowly Brown people. And that's what all the Martha's vineyard vineyard people are doing. And that's what they're probably hoping that the migrants are going to do is they migrants, touch their lives they come out of their rich little house and they just hoist or the migrants hoist all of the martha's vineyard uh residents just above their heads and treat them like they're royalty and god and i'm pretty sure that that's fairly i'm fairly confident that that is uh what all of the martha's vineyard residents are like how they view about. themselves yeah like how they view themselves yeah, yeah. But so, the, but the moment that they're starting to live in the palace too, they're like, no, get get out. Yeah, yeah, no, get out. What are you doing here? You don't belong here. It's just not where you belong. It's the classic. The and I harp on the idea all the time. Like I shit on in particular, uh, California Governor Gavin Newsom for being one of these types of people. But they're all like the people that share that ideology all tend to be like rules for me, but not for the or rules for thee, but not for me type, right? Yeah. Where you know everything's got to apply to everybody else, but no not me because i'm just i'm special and i am above all of this and so i don't know seeing that those two worlds like you were saying earlier like collide right. like that and the juxtaposition between those two worlds <sighs> beautiful beautiful good stuff so art in motion yeah so uh, i do want to take some time i think we're going to spend the entire next segment uh delving into the twitch drama mm -hmm. because it is fairly fairly detailed so while we're here i want to go through a couple of i don't want to say smaller stories because i don't want to call a mcdonald's axe murderer a small story but it is a relatively it's not look it's not as big as the twitch drama okay look we all want to know what happens to pokimane and we don't care about this axe wielding madman running around new york city mcdonald's and nobody was loving it thanks new york post for that headline Boring. Great, great one. yeah no i, I want to know who is tier three subbing to pokimane but you know <laughs> we'll we'll get to that uh coming up in the next segment including the breakdown of exactly 
who is tier three subbing the Pokemane? We'll get that in the second segment coming up in in a few minutes. But for the time being, some sweaty nerds is what it sounds like. That I mean, you're not wrong about that, but you know. <laughs> Way to spoil the story! Wow. No, that's that's. Oh no! <laughs> Sorry, that was my sarcasm. I I mean I get look it's general it's general knowledge and shouldn't really be a news story if that were the case. It's it, you know it's right, like those right. scientific studies that come out that are like affirmations of stuff that we already know. Whenever you see like a, a water is water. Yeah, uh, or like a <laughs> nine scientists out of ten say. <laughs> Yeah, like, no shit. Do we really need a study to prove this? Well, they needed a study to prove their point. And of then course. as soon as you want to fund the evidence in the other direction, you could do that as well. Of course. That's why, like, no, like anything you can find, there's like, a, like, there's like a bias as to why this research is proof of one ideology or the other. Of course. You got to follow the money, right? You got to follow who funds these studies. Right, and, exactly. you know, once you look at who's funding these studies, then you got to think, all right, based on what this funder, whoever is funding the studies, probably wants to do, right. then that is where the results are going to lie. Ah. Funny enough, when you follow the money, you find the source of where opinions come from. Weird. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so back to the axe-wielding madman in, in New York City, because look, he, he's out there and he is defending himself because at the very... Er, I guess we'll start from the beginning. Uh, the axe-wielding wingnut ran amok inside a Delaney Street, Delancey Street McDonald's over in New York, terror terrorizing patrons and causing thousands of dollars worth of property damage. What started as nothing, it was a 2.25 a.m. dispute between a 31-year-old man, Michael Palacios, of the Bronx and three other men, it escalated into a rampage. Fortunately, I do have the footage of that initial fight, so we'll check that out. We'll check out the initial altercation, right? The three men smacked the guy who was then seen on video putting his right arm against his head before calmly walking over to his backpack and just casually pulling out an axe. And let's see the video before we uh, dive deeper into this, because this story... And you'll want to stay tuned for this in just a moment. This story takes a twist because we're going to hear from the axe-wielding maniac try to justify why he's not a crazy axe-wielding maniac. But at the very least, let's start off with the original uh, fight footage. Just another day in New York. I'm going to check and make sure I got my chicken. Oh, God. Now they're fighting. All right. It's three guys against one. He's just sitting there taking it. All right. Relax. <laughs> he looks pretty relaxed. All right. At this point, this is a two-minute long video. We're 30 seconds in. At this point, he's just sitting there hunched over the trash can like he's doing the heavy breathing. But he does look like he's pretty chillaxed. He looks like he's relaxed, right? Like, all right, I got three guys coming up on me at once. I can take it. I just took all these fucking punches from the back. And, you know, I took them all with stride. But there's a twist. <laughs> I've got a weapon. But look, don't forget, chat. We don't know that part of the story yet. We have not right. seen the axe just yet. So 
I imagine. All right, here we go. He's going into his bag now. What is he going to pull out of there? I have no clue. What do you guys think? It's an axe. Oh, all right. Let's get an instant replay on that. So what he does is he takes out a little hatchet and just bangs it on the table and it shatters the hatchet. So here's instant replay on that. Just another day in New York, by the way. Maybe it is just the cover. The hatchet is still functional. Who's Shulak now? Yeah. Who's Shulak now, huh? Oh. Now he just slaps him in the head. Okay. Straight bitch. He at least did not swing the axe right, right. at it, right? Or at the guy's head. I just... Uh, my funniest uh, moment in that video was, like, seeing that, that woman that was next to one of the guys that was beating him up. She was just sitting there like, Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. Somebody has an axe, and they might. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the caption in this video is just another day in New York. And, you know, this does look like a fairly average day over, over there in New York. So uh, no one was loving the early Friday episode. God, New York Post. Thank thank you for this. I, I just really needed this in my life right now was the uh, all the McDonald's puns that they could fit in one article. So uh, he didn't hurt anybody, but he could have been ugly, according to the TikTok user who captured that video and posted it on TikTok. He declined to talk to the New York Post when they reached out to him on Saturday, claiming that all of this was very sudden before quickly offering his Instagram handle where he'd been posting about the outburst and bragging that it had gotten 12 million views. So he the press reaches out to him for comment. He's like, no, this is just this. this is, he pulls one of the 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 white party bitch moves right where he is i just literally can't even right now this is this is just all too much and check out my ig yeah maybe my only fan exactly so he does one of those and then he posts his uh posts his instagram where i guess he had the time and wasn't all overwhelmed with this because he's bragging about it getting 12 million views which to be fair is a lot it, i will give you credit for that buddy i mean we've only gotten to 1.2 so i i cannot measure my cock comparatively on the viral scale on that level. Not that I would want to. <laughs> I mean, yeah, 1.2 compared to 12 is... That, that's, that's, that's the whole foot we're talking about right, here. That's 90% bigger. I know. Yeah. Shit. Quick math. <laughs> <laughs> so now that he's gone viral, right? Viral. 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 Let's try that again. <clears throat> viral. Let's pronounce that properly. So now that he's gone viral, right, he's getting all of this attention and he is being forced to uh, respond to this. Right. And now uh, he's in a video. He is now known as the famous McDonald's axe man, and he is revealing why he carries a hatchet over a gun and using that to justify why he's not unhinged. So he's given an interview stating, no, I'm not unhinged. I'm just a normal guy. I choose to carry a hatchet instead of uh, instead of a gun because it that that could kill people. Also, so can an axe. So 
Here's the video. Uh, chivalrous. You know, yeah. Like, hey, I, br- I bring a sword with me everywhere. I go. Where's your honor, buddy? So here's the 31-year-old man. He uh, is not wearing a shirt while walking on the street for some reason. That's not a good argument for you to start saying that you're un- you're not unhinged. Like, first of all, uh, if you want to make the argument that you're at least kind of normal and kind of not crazy, then when you're walking down the street talking to a journalist from the New York Post, then I- this is, okay, maybe I'm a little bit out of base here, or maybe I'm out of touch, or maybe I'm crazy, but... I think personally putting a shirt on might might have just helped his credibility just a smidge. But again, maybe that's just me, chat. Let me know if I'm wrong. It's a hot here. day. Yeah. I was going to say, it gets pretty hot in New York City. Especially when you're lugging around a hatchet. You know? Yeah, right. In a whole backpack. Like that's he has to keep, he, it, he doesn't just carry around the hatchet. He carries around the whole backpack hatchet carrying case where he has the, the thing in it. And you never know like what else he has in there. He probably has like camping gear. You know, mm-hmm. just normal things you would normally carry with a hatchet. Yeah, of course, because he's going camping in New York City all the time. Right. So why wouldn't he have all that equipment? It, so he's just that's just another code word for homeless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's what's going on in this situation. But, you know, uh, of course, a real corporate media outlet does not want to label somebody as homeless in this kind of story. Yeah, Get their ass suit off. That's yeah. Exactly why. That's yeah. defamation. I have a home. It's just wherever I plant my tent that particular night. So here is what what was his name again? I'm sorry, Chad. I'm just out of it tonight. But oh yeah, 31 year old Michael Palacios. 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 Close enough. Here he is. Unfortunately, this is just a minute-long video. But then why the chomping at the table? Because I wanted to intimidate them. Also, I wanted to show that I actually ripped. The hatchet was ripped. Like, it's not a toy. Look at his... Look at his his ear, by the way. He was one of those people that had one of the giant hoop hoop, uh, earrings. That's a gauge. Oh yeah, the gauge. That's that's yeah. what I. That definitely. Uh, that's not helping your not unhinged argument, buddy. Gauge earrings. Uh, what? Don't just put put a shirt on, please. Like this is supposed to be a real interview. What's wrong with gauged earrings? They look pretty cool until you take them out. Then then you look unhinged. Uh, you. I, I would argue that even with them in, you also look unhinged. But you know, again, it's differing tastes i personally think they look fucking stupid but you know and you know as we all know i clearly have the most robust and uh fancy sense of style so i would like to think that my opinion is the definitive one on this one look most opinions are just opinions right but i'm willing to say i'm willing to go out on a limb and say that the take on gauge earrings I'm going to classify this one as a fact. I'm not even going to go opinion on this one. I'm just going to say that uh, it's 100% fact that gauge earrings, both in and outside of your ear, a little unhinged. So, that, I, I mean, you know, we'll just go with that as yeah, the hot just, take of the day. Right, yeah. Right. yeah. I definitely was not about to backtrack no, on the hot no, take. No, yeah. not, not for a second. I like camping. He's a camper. John was See, right. He likes, he likes camping. It. So he's getting grilled by the New York Post interviewer about, uh, so like, what the fuck, man? What are you doing? Why are you carrying this shit around? And he's just shirtless, rubbing his chest, walking down the street. I, 
I love camping. Oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck. Like, it's, I don't know, man. It's so on. I love camping. Yeah. You know, I take my dogs camping with me, you know, so. And also, I got jump ones in Chicago. Okay. And I told myself that I'm never going to let that shit happen again. The average person is okay. right. to, like, take, uh, you know, um, fight off two people. Right. You know, I'm just lucky. I you guess. have a hatchet? I yeah, of course. And I do enough push-ups. Yeah. I go stand off. Three young adults. Yeah. yeah. I can make it as deep as I want to. It's just that simple. Yeah. You know, drink water and do pushes for a month. You'll be surprised with you. Yeah. <laughs> and carry a hatchet. I'm just a regular guy, dude. No military training. I'm not unhinged. I'm not psychotic. I'm just there with anybody would do when they're being humble. Okay. All right. I kind of like him. I, yeah, I'm a little convinced too, honestly. Like the guy is well spoken. He yeah. didn't. He did not actually sound like an unhinged lunatic. I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but I like him. I don't know if I can look past all the red flags, though. I, I mean, hang out with him. I can go as far as be like, hey man, you wow. want to go? Get, you want to you go to McDonald's? <laughs> I'm feeling like a Big Mac. You want to come with? You and him just walk into McDonald's. Yeah. He's he's not wearing a shirt. Of course, he has to have his hatchet with him to protect both of you guys. Because yeah. I mean, still, even I mean, uh, if you've ever been to New York City, but that, I, I feel like that's a pretty smart move. Yeah, I mean, you need something to protect you. Like, and this guy just happens to choose a hatchet. Like, all right, I'm a little bit convinced. I'm still not convinced over the gauge earring thing. I'm still saying that you know, even if he's a little bit less unhinged then he's still not totally uh not unhinged all right let me let me backtrack that because i have no idea what the fuck i just said uh all right let's say hypothetically in this example that gauge earrings will they add like five unhinged points yeah. right and i still think he's got five out of 100 unhinged points if we're going out of un 100 being unhinged all the other points the axe wielding stuff the that's a little bit yeah actually yeah, yeah that does add a, add a little bit so the axe wielding stuff walking around shirtless down the street that does add a little bit of points At too. 13 collectively yeah. between those two i'd say so, so. Now we're up to 18 yeah. out of 100 i'd that say fair? that's a fair i and honestly 18 out of 100 unhinged. yeah 18 18 percent unhinged is not that unhinged yeah. i feel like like most I've of us more unhinged than oh that. yeah i'm at least like 25 <laughs> like come on let's, let's get there but I, you're right i think i'm a little bit convinced that this guy might not be totally unhinged still yeah. not convinced about the gauge earring though but sure. That's and the walking down the street shirtless i'm surprised i'm not more concerned about him walking down the street shirtless but you know i then then the gauge earring at least i'm just talking about in comparison between those two things but I don't know. What do you think, chat? Now that you've seen his story, now that you've heard from the axe-wielding McDonald's maniac that he has been dubbed as, you've seen the fight. You have seen the follow-up interview. So what do you think? Do you think he is unhinged? Do you think that he is not unhinged and just so happens to be carrying around an axe and it's a legitimate self-defense thing? I'm actually I'm kind of leaning towards that side of the story based on hearing from the guy. Like, hearing from the guy convinced me a lot i was on a certain side of the story just based on you know you do a thing like your action spoke louder than your words is what i was thinking initially but then i hear the guy talk and i don't know man doesn't sound that unhinged to me but oh. maybe it is a case of i'm just being fooled by him sounding good and again his action should probably speak louder than his words here but he's also up against three guys right, that exactly. did not yeah. look like they were, uh, you know, in the in the right. I, being a little judgy here, but I'm going to guess that 
four punks. Yeah, that four Probably. out of the four people in that situation, none of them were correct. Right. Maybe that's. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't think that's that odd of a take. But yeah. you know, it's not like these other three guys were uh, like upstanding citizens no. or anything. So I don't know. What do you think, Chat? Let me know uh, if he is unhinged or not. And I would be very curious to hear some of your reactions to this because I could, I could go either way. And I feel like maybe you, some of you guys could too, because you've seen the video and now you've seen the interview. So where do you fall? Where do you fall? Where do you stand? I don't know. Could go either way on that. So we have got uh, quite a lot of stuff coming up, but there is a story that I want to get to a quick hit. Uh, if you will, before we take a quick break here, which is that it has been confirmed the status of squirting, right? Okay, I'm. We've it's all wanted pissed, to know this, right? We've all yeah. wanted to know. It is a thing that happens. Yeah, we've all wanted to know, right, about the uh, the squirting phenomenon, right? Fortunately, it's and urine. wait, what'd you say? It's urine. Hmm. Well, we'll see about that. <laughs> but there, it's funny because, like, I hear somebody. IRL, I don't even remember where I had this conversation. I don't fucking remember where I had this conversation with somebody about squirting recently. It was within the last like two or three weeks. I don't remember it at, at all. And then all of a sudden, it's like the algorithm knows. <laughs> I know that it does. Like the algorithm knows that I've talked about squirting IRL and it's decided to uh, come out and just release a new scientific study. Just, wow. you know, I. The algorithm really, really knows, man. Here's a fun fact for you. <laughs> so the squirting that some women are known to experience at orgasm has been confirmed to be liquid that is expelled from the bladder. So that clears up the mystery. It is kind of urine-like. And again, this is one of those situations where I thought we all already kind of knew this, but of course we had to have a scientific study done nonetheless just to confirm it to us and i'm still glad i'm glad that it's happened and this picture like the picture that the the new scientist article uses as the thumbnail for this is literally just a woman like squeezing a grapefruit and it like squirting all of its juices everywhere and i don't know man so if you wanted to uh be 100 percent clear and certain as to the origins of your your squirting girl then, I mean, we have them now. And until recently, both orgasm fluids were described as female ejaculation. However, this term is now reserved for the milky fluid, while squirting is used to describe the release of the clear fluid. So until recently, people thought that they were different for whatever reason, but alas, uh, no. Now, what percent of women in the U.S.? Actually, no, this is of Western countries, the statistics. So it's not just limited to the U.S. So I want to know what percent of women, Justin and John, are you going to guess experience squirting? What percentage of women do you think are squirters? 15. 15. 69. <laughs> All right. Well, what, what's your real guess, though? Why, is that, why does that have to be a fake guess? It sounds like a real guess to me. Well, here, here's the here's the thing. When sixty nine is every guess, then it almost seems like that's what? Not every, just most of them. Sometimes the guess is uh, uh, six point nine. Well, no, no, no. It, it's it's uh, sixty uh, sixty nine thousand four hundred twenty. Sometimes, so it's not every guess. I'm I'm giving you a hint, Justin, right. which is that if you want to be closer to the target answer, go with six point nine percent. 
So um, ah, sub- subtle suggestion. Just works. just go go six, with uh, go with that suggestion. Is, maybe it's a six point nine. All right. Point four two. All right. Oh. All right. Are you locking in? Are you you're locking in six point nine percent? All right. Not definitely not based on any of the advice that I just gave, but no. you're, you're gonna no, lock no, it in. No, no, it's totally of my own. Uh, right. Free will and uh, free thinking mind. I thought of that all on my own. All right, so Justin is locked in at 6.9%. Not a bad guess. And, John, you're locked in at 15, I think it was you said? Yeah. 15? All right, well, it is, unfortunately, lower than both of those. At merely 5% of women are squirters. But here's the thing, though. Since this was based on a survey, maybe, and I'm curious for the ladies out there, like, would you admit to being a squirter if somebody called you or, like, somebody was offering a survey to... you know, are you a squirter? Or if somebody asked you, are you a squirter? Like, would you admit to it? Because I don't know. From what I understand, there are some out there that are embarrassed by it. I mean, it, that I makes sense. Guys that are that are turned off by it. I, I personally not. I feel like it means I'm doing doing the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there is a lot of different different angles to this too, which is that. Uh, like, hey, first of all, if you're a woman, you might not want to admit it. And B, like, if you're a guy, right, then uh, if you've experienced a squirter, does that now mean that you are a special snowflake and you are like a literal Daenerys that's being hoisted up by all the, the lowly minorities b- below them because you're you've had... Unicorn. Yeah, because you've had the unicorn experience of being with a squirter. So there's a lot of a lot of different angles here. Like and That usually is when you're talking about a squirter. Normally one angle doesn't get the job done. Yeah, there it can come ball. from all. <laughs> yeah. And... I'm very hesitant to ask you guys this chat in your feedback, but if anybody like if any of you guys have been with a squirter or have experienced the uh, phenomenon of squirting in any capacity, I'm slightly hesitant to ask for your experiences. But you know what? Just fuck it. it. Yeah, yeah. Just give, give me all of them. If you got squirter experience, then uh, let me know. Leave us a chat message or be sure to subscribe to uh, Simulation Radio at everything on everything at everything we're just really thrown off with the whole influencer bit today all right let's run it let's bring it back bring it back action if you would like to uh Ah, wherever you get your podcasts that one that's in there that's in there somewhere too this this reminds me doing this influencer bit every show this reminds me of like the times that i am recording the tiktoks and i'm sitting here and a lot of the times you know we're we're doing a live show here like i can't just stop and like cut it and go next and go next recording and go next recording and some of the the blooper reels that i have for like some of the tiktoks when i record the tiktoks i'm gonna make a blooper reel uh super cut at some point nice. soon because some I of them are fucking blo- who loves who doesn't love a good uh, yeah i i have i, I have so many have this, this special soundbite in there oh yeah do you know how many recordings i have of me recording a tiktok i really hope i haven't deleted them to clear up computer space at this oh, point yeah, but yeah. i have sat here in the middle of recording a TikTok. I'll be in the middle of saying what I got to saying what I got to say in the TikTok because by the way, uh if you're followed at Simulation Radio on TikTok, if you are following that, I don't like write a script for any of the TikToks and it gets to a point right where I'll be recording a particularly hard video and I'll just like off the cuff it because the theory is right that I'll I'm only going to be st- sitting here talking for like 15 seconds and then I'm going to play the fucking video and you know, if I can't remember what I'm going to say in 15 seconds and what the fuck am I doing here? talking for two hours but then that could also lead to the whole if you 
think about it too much, you'll fuck it up. Kind yeah. Of thing, you know what I mean? And that fucks with my brain, too, because like it's it's caused me to be less cognitive when it comes to like forming longer thoughts and forming longer sentences because mm-hmm. I've gotten so used to like sitting here recording the 15 second uh TikTok speech and it affects me here too because uh I'll get like tripped up on something and then you know realize wait a minute <sighs> shit we're live this is a live show and I can't just you know cut paste print go to the next take so uh, take two of the influencer bit. I think we're on like take four or five at this point, probably. I, I you know, I don't even want to. Don't think about it. I don't even want to make it a bit anymore at this point. Just like here's the here's the thing. At Simulation Radio, everywhere. Just follow that everywhere you possibly can, and even where we're not will be soon. So just do it. By the way, have you guys heard of Rumble? Is is that like yes. Rumble? No, it's the YouTube alternative. It's like the it's free speech YouTube, basically. And they went public this week and I signed up for an account. So it's possible that we could stream to uh, basically right wing YouTube fairly soon. (laughs) And the problem is, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing that I dislike about all of the like the true social and the like the parlor app and like all that kind of uh, of free speech app because we all know look i get it it's a problem and we all get it that it's a problem that all of our major social medias uh selectively enforce their terms of service based on who they like and who they politically agree with look we get it that's a problem and there should obviously be a solution to it and the solution that all of the big tech companies have put out is well make your own app well now people have decided all right well we're actually going to make our own apps where we'll just let whatever on there and i mean to a degree right i was gonna say like you it's might not be whatever the resurgence of like ogreish.com or faces of death where yeah. they just have beheading videos yeah it's my speech is free though see personally i think that you know i i get that this wouldn't really work in practice but i personally think that we should just let it be wild wild west and see what the fuck happens yeah, and what, wherever the chips fall because you know i'm kind of uh uh I'm just curious in that way. I would just want to see what happens, just see where the, see how things play out. But now all of these uh, right-wing app developers are developing these like basically right-wing alternatives to the major social medias. And my problem with them, and the reason that I don't think that, that most of them, this is why uh, I think Rumble is a little bit different, but most of the right-wing alternatives to social medias and like YouTubes and stuff like that have all been like it is just it's blatantly right wing like you'll go to the front page of whatever it is and they've taken the the idea they've taken the branding and the marketing of we're it's the social media but it's freedom and we're not going to censor anything and it's like that's their whole marketing gimmick and like you can tell that the front page is just everything about uh you know freedom and first amendment rights and all that kind of that kind of shit and that's that's just the whole shtick like can we not just have an alternative that is not like trying to market itself as being just the alternative and it comes at the expense of being functional sometimes too like sometimes they'll rather than develop a functioning fucking app they'll just develop an app half-ass it and go but it's free it's freedom baby and that's that doesn't work like most people don't give a shit most people already don't even give a shit about the fact that you know big tech uh selectively censors people that they don't like most people already do not really give that big of a fuck about it because they don't 
or are not fully aware of the ramifications of what's going on there. And they also do not give a fuck. Now, I'll give the right wing a little bit of credit here, which is that the right wing base is going to eat this shit up. Right. I mean, this is like fair and balanced. Oh, just yeah. like Fox News. Oh, yeah. This is going to be this is red meat for the base, man. And my problem with all these different alternatives is that rather than develop a functional product, their only gimmick is but we're freedom, but it's freedom. And they've done that at the expense of making a real app at the expense of making a functional app that has content that's not like in fact i'll let's go to the front page of uh rumble let's see how they're doing uh buy stock I'll in rumble now give them a little bit a little bit this is not financial advice by the way okay. i will not be <laughs> i definitely have no opinions either way so here is the the rumble front page right now let's let's take a little bit of a look at it now i did just sign up for an oh. account today just in case now uh, i like that guy russell oh yeah russell, russell brand, brand okay yeah. so top video front page big announcement from russell brand then you scroll down they've actually kind of sorted uh the categories of all of their different videos okay. and i don't know man it looks does look a little right-wingy based on the stuff that they're promoting but at the same time it looks like a functional website so i don't know man i i'm not bad rumble is the one that i'm going to test out a little bit mostly because of how oh of course we got uh andrew tate back on there oh we've we've got an andrew Ah, this is andrew tate's home now this is why it's getting so big this is why it's getting so big now is because this is the the platform that Andrew Tate decided to use after getting banned from YouTube. And now it's publicly traded uh, that it was it listed this week wow. as dollar sign rum. You know, what? I might great ticker. I, I might just, buy, just throw some dollars. At Honestly, it, see what happens. it was their their IPO was this week and it's only gone. I think it's, it's I have really, going to drop. It usually like like it, it like spikes up a little bit and then it like drops. It's in the dip phase. Yeah, now, good. So good. It, that's where you want to get in. At. Yeah. So if it just came out this week for yeah. being a publicly traded company. Ooh. I don't know. I think that Rumble has got some potential for breaking what's into the, the what's the share sitting at? Oh, uh, I think it's like somewhere between like 18 bucks around be. that you said the that uh, price what's what's oh, what dollar sign dollar rum? sign rum yeah that's the ticker i'm gonna look it up but the thing that rumble does better than a lot of these other like right-wing alternatives is that it actually looks like a functional platform and it's not just you know uh this freedom everywhere and promoting like basically all of the right-wing grift squad right and you know who those right-wing grift, grift squad people are uh, it's the same fucking idiots on social media that you see on Fox News all the time. And I think, I don't know, man. I think Rumble is, it's, it's different. Well, here's the thing, I'm right? cautiously optimistic. <laughs> now, obviously, it depends on how their like monetization goes, mm-hmm. and that will gain It's better than YouTube. The... Really? Yeah, it's what? supposedly be- they pay more than YouTube. Holy shit! Well, that's a lot. Uh, Which is good. It's going to be <clears throat> tough to ma- maintain that as a sustainable business practice as they get more people. Because as they get more people in the site on the site watching it, then you know they'll have to start paying these creators more for uh, the viewership that they're bringing in. At the same time, they can also charge higher, charge yeah exactly. yeah charging more for advertisers for ad, too. Yeah, because so. of oh, we have X amount of users. It'll be curious to see whether or not they can handle it as their growth continues to, you know, happen. So uh we might 
possibly be streaming to it next week. I don't know. It's a new platform, so I figure maybe it's a good time to you know ex- expand a little bit right. and try and grow on a new platform. Maybe get there, in early. And yeah. then what's nice too, especially if that's the kind of target audience, you're you're somewhere in the middle when it comes to your opinions on stuff. Yeah. You make fun of both sides, which is great. That's how life should be. And what's interesting is like. What's the saying? Is there's no such thing as bad publicity? Oh yeah. Even if people hate you because of I'm you, fine with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's just gonna cause more viewership. Like love, love your haters. Like I was see, I was gearing up for the hate train being uh like left wingers hating me for being a little bit more right wing than the far left dictates. But yeah. what I think could happen on this website <laughs> is the far riders are gonna hate me for being right. a little bit more left than you know I should be for the site so it'll be an interesting interesting new challenge and honestly i'm i'm fine with being hated either way because let's be honest like that's how you go places Clickety, click, click. oh yeah yeah engagement bait the fuck out of all of you <laughs> ready. just uh, head, every headline did trump go too far <laughs> <laughs> click here to find out <laughs> so we might be experimenting with uh rumble next week to stream to it i got to figure out how to do that first like get the stream key and do all the things that tiktok is supposed to let me do but they're still not which by the way there is no tiktok of the week this week because i did not do a tiktok this week so alas uh we'll resume that next week more than likely i don't know we'll see but for the time being uh we got to take a break. So when we come back, we will dive into the Twitch drama. And I know too much about this, man. I know too much about this now to where I'm fucking reading about like Pokemon and all these fucking idiot streamers. And that I like are all. Uh, ah, ah, I feel like I got to wash my tongue out with soap. And that's how you feel, Cam. No, I'm, I'm going to save it for save the next that, segment. Yeah. Save it. Save it. Because God. God. Ah. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll dive into it when we come back. If we can ever get there. Simulation Radio. Simulation Radio. How to give your best behavior to your new fourth grade teacher, Mr. Garrison. Ah! Not him. Thank you, Mr. Garrison. There's Maggie. a reason for this. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Okay, children. Now, for those of you who are new, my name is Mr. Garrison. Where's Mr. Hat, sir? Well, I was informed that fourth graders are a little too old go, for Mr. Hat. Go on this ride with us for a second. But it's okay because I I'll found tell you a why new this is teacher's relevant. assistant. Say hello to Mr. Slave. <laughs> so that's it's Mr. Relevant to a news story. Slave, the teacher's assistant. Or as I like to write for short, the teacher's ass. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, Mr. Slave, go sit until I need you. Oh! Dude, I think that Mr. Slave guy might be a Pakistani. I'm not saying the rest of the school year is going to be easy. In fact, it's going to be long and hard. Really long and really hard. By the way, I listened to this clip uh, like two or three times in anticipation of like using it as a rejoin to get the timing right and all that stuff. There is a moment here and we're about to get to it where I don't know if it's Matt Stone or Trey Parker. It's one of those two that voices sure. Mr. Garrison where like you can tell and if you listen to it and we'll go back and instant replay it once it happens that like he's giggling delivering the line and like he's having a hard time taking this whole thing seriously and this South Park situation is absolutely relevant 
to a teacher story that we are about to cover. But for the time being, I know I gave you that little teaser there, but just sit with that teaser for a second, chap. And let's finish going on this this journey through this South Park scene. Christ. <laughs> the first thing this, we're going to be oh, right here. about is Con... Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> the first thing we're going to be <laughs> about is He's, he's laughing and he can't even... Your new can't, oh, shit. And he can't even get through the line. In fact, it's going to be long and hard. Really long and really hard. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> the first thing we're going to be learning about is communist Russia. No, Kenny. What are you doing, Kenny? Now, Stalin was a big silly when it came Kenny, to... Kenny, no! What are you doing, Kenny? Carmen's getting ready to throw a paper airplane. Eric, did you just throw a paper airplane? No, it was Kenny! Very funny, Eric. Kenny's dead. Yeah, but Cartman drank Kenny's remains, and now Kenny's soul is trapped in Cartman's body. Yeah! That does it. I will not put up with foolishness in my class. It's time for punishment. Whipping out the... the... Take it, Mr. Slave! <laughs> oh, oh, it hurts. I will not oh. put up with tomfoolery oh. in my classroom, oh. children. Mr. Slave, put this rubber ball in your mouth. <laughs> Take that, Slave. Take it! <laughs> this should get me fired for sure. <laughs> so, uh, this brings us to a Canadian school teacher who is standing up with massive breasts. And this story has gone viral this week. Oh, I forgot to unmute Justin. Okay, there we go. Whoops. <laughs> I don't think he could have. I don't think you heard the South Park clip anyway. But basically, uh, in case you missed it, Justin, I played as a rejoin. Oh, now now you're muted, and it's not my fault. But uh, we played the the rejoin as the South Park scene where Mister Slave yeah, first shows up in in the classroom, and that's relevant to this news story because it's a little bit of what's happening here with this teacher. Now, this teacher has gone viral for wearing a massive, massive uh, set of prosthetic breasts. And it's getting some attention. Most notably, students are a little bit uncomfortable, but this is one of those situations, right, where the teacher uh, is not actually that bad at her job. She's just, you know, or he, I don't actually know. It, I don't know if it's a female to male or a male to female uh, transgender transition here, but uh, I guess I'll just call them they or they they. I'll call they they for the time being. If we're in if we're in fucking pronoun clown world, in fact, I mean we are in clown world regardless. So this teacher got some attention this week, sparking protests after turning up to classes with clownish giant prosthetic breasts the high school teacher went viral after being filmed operating a cutoff saw in class while wearing tight black shorts and balloon-like breasts dropping around the waist in a tight striped top this was taken in oakville about 20 miles outside of toronto and i'm going to show you a picture of this hopefully this doesn't get us flagged by social media if you want to take the screen now you can see look at the fucking uh Look what at the nips. What's up with the nips? I know. The look at the size of those things. I have no idea what, what, what you guys are looking at. <laughs> <laughs> if if you want to do it, just Google search. Uh, God, what the fuck do you even Google search here? Prosthetic breast teacher. This week, it'll probably bring it'll probably bring it up. But uh, the Halton District School Board confirmed that the person was getting significant attention online. It refused to identify the educator while warning that the wrong person had been named an online report. So there, as the story goes viral, uh, 
the somebody else that worked in the school board staff was the person that was named in the viral video like the person that gets credit for being in the viral video is just a completely different person so the school board is trying to get out ahead of this uh they're saying the kids here most definitely do not think it's normal but realistically we can't say anything actually that was one of the students that were quoted so this brings us back to the south park clip right where something very clearly sexually obnoxious is going on in the classroom but any everybody's just too afraid to say anything or nobody wants to say anything because it's unlikely that the teacher is going to be fired especially considering that you know besides this the teacher's not really doing anything else wrong is they're just garnering attention from the way that they look uh let's see what else what else is important here uh students are pretty much outright oh this is the picture of the teacher doing the the buzzsaw Oh, check that out. That that looks like a safety hazard, especially if the right. prosthetic tits are like balloons. Uh, you kind of want to keep the saw away from that, I would think. But I don't know. Again, maybe that's just me. Uh, the teacher, it's a shop teacher, by the way, is an effective teacher, according to the school board and the kids. All the kids really love being in the class, according to the school board chair said, which is probably something that the school board chair would say, right, when they're trying to prfi a controversy they've got to make themselves look in the brightest light possible in this situation uh there had to be some disconnect that the school board conceded um it's clownish some reactors on social media are saying it seems sexist to me because of the exaggerated nature of these breasts with nipples protruding i think a lot of young women at the school wouldn't just feel uncomfortable they'd feel mocked which, I mean, is a valid valid way to approach this story, right? Uh, I can see the argument that this isn't, a this isn't a person, like, expressing themselves. This is kind of fetishy. And this seems a little more... Uh, it just seems a little too weird. So I can get some people that are like, well, she's an effective teacher. Why is she getting controversy about this? But at the same time, you know, you're imagine you're a fucking high school student, and this is your teacher. Yeah. And the... the it's, it's just inappropriate and like in school too like like girls might feel self-conscious about yeah. their own size and then they're just like they got that my nipples aren't that big just imagine like i don't know i'm trying to put it myself in in a student's shoes but imagine like seeing all the attention that she's getting uh the teacher in this case uh and just be like i need big breasts to get attention like that even i know they're fake but like like, I don't know. I feel like that could really mess with someone's psyche, don't you think? Yeah, I agree. I, I don't know. I think there's a couple of different angles that you could take here in terms of where the take falls. So, uh, Chad, I'd be curious to hear of your reactions to this teacher. Do you think that the teacher should be fired? Uh, do you think that it's just, it's just a weird situation, man? And I don't even know if there's a real solution to it. So... And it's clear that the teacher is probably not going to be fired either because of, you know, you think of the South Park situation. He, Mr. Garrison definitely wants to get fired. But the point of that episode is that he doesn't get fired for any of the insane stuff that he does because it's kind of PC world. I think that South Park has a better narrative of predicting the future than The Simpsons does. The Simpsons just, you know, so happens to come across it. And, you know, they probably have a direct line to the alien lizard people anyway that just feed it to them but you know south park reads the room and south park i thought at least was 
a better indicator of what the future is, even if it didn't like come out and outright predict it. It more predicted like the mood of what our society and culture would be like. So I don't know, man, I'm down to give South Park the title of they they're the predictors of the future over the Simpsons because this South Park clip was just beautiful. It was perfect. So. All right, chat, we have to get into it now. We have to jump into this world, this world of Twitch. Now, Twitch did not have the greatest week. In fact, I would say Twitch had a pretty terrible week because it was one controversy after another. Just one controversy into a different thing, into a different thing, into a different thing. I think there were like five fucking things that happened this week. So we're going to dive into at least the relevant parts of those because they all seem to interconnect with each other right and it started uh with some twitch drama of course now we're gonna go into some territory here that i really wish that i could just like rip my brain out after having known this and go back to a world like wipe my memory and go back to a world where i don't know any of this and i still don't really care but now i know but this past sunday September 17th, there was a Twitch streamer named Silker, right? And he went viral. Well, he's already viral because he's a fucking Twitch streamer. But he got some controversy over allegedly scamming other streamers in amounts of up to $300,000, right? Out of friends, acquaintances, Twitch personalities. Now, what was revealed behind it was that he has a gambling problem, right? So this is a Twitch Twitch streamer that has a gambling problem. And, you know... When you have a gambling problem, you know how desperate things can get. You know how low moments you can have because the debt or the debt, it ends up being the debt world. I was going to say the the gambling world, gambling world, which does eventually turn into the debt world if you're uh, unintelligent about it. But he's got a gambling problem. The Twitch streamer Silker has a gambling problem. He scammed over 300K out of other friends, acquaintances, other Twitch streamers across the internet. More and more people eventually started to come out and say that they would had loaned money to the streamer. And this is where the controversy happens, right? A couple of people start to go public. They post their stories on social media about how this Twitch streamer asked me to borrow money and I gave it to them. So now... At this point in the story, all of these uh, bits on social media, all these twi- Twitch stream clips are starting to come out. And this uh, two other bigger streamers, you probably know XQC and Trainwreck. If you are a regular Twitch viewer, XQC is the kind of ragey like he started off as an Overwatch player. Don't ask me how I know that. Maybe because I watched him when he was a first starting as an Overwatch player before he was a big streamer because he was a good Overwatch player. But regardless, uh, and Trainwrecks. Trainwrecks is another guy. He's a big like IRL. Well, I don't don't want to say IRL, but he basically took the gambling meta that Twitch had started and ran with it. He would play slots on stream. He would gamble like huge amounts of money and win huge amounts of money, but lose most of the time. And a lot, there's a lot of controversy behind that, but, and the whole gambling thing, because then you're wading into kind of weird moral territory about advertising, gambling to kids and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. now this high pro- or these two high profile streamers, XQC and Trainwreck, they had reportedly been asked for money by this other streamer, Slicker. Uh, Trainwrecks gave him a significant amount, 100K, to help end his gambling debts, but the amount did not fix anything, and he ended up just falling farther into the controversy and borrowing more money, more money, more money, even after this comes out. Now, 
Eventually, uh, the estimations place how much he owes people at roughly around $300,000. Now, uh, this controversy plays out a little bit. You know, multiple people go out on Twitter because Twitter is basically the big social media for people in like esports and Twitch and all that kind of shit. Twitter is the big social media for that. So whenever drama happens on Twitter, uh, that's when it starts, you know, making waves and making things happen. So this brings us to later on in the week where Silker puts out an emotional apology video that he never intended on scamming anybody. Uh, he pledges to pay back all the money that he borrowed and that his actions were due to him being a gambling addict. So now with that in mind, keep in mind though, chat that this drama has encompassed like all of Twitch. Like I, I could not watch uh, Twitch streams over the last, I'd say five days or so without hearing about this, this even in the games that you don't think like would enter the big overarching Twitch world, uh, you think, all right, you know, my streamer is not part of this. I don't watch somebody that's really connected to Twitch. I just watch somebody that's playing a fucking video game. But nonetheless, you could not watch any of Twitch without escaping any of this drama. Now, this brings us to, I believe it was not yesterday, but Tuesday. Now, Twitch has officially put out an update on gambling. Twitch has decided to ban all gambling on Twitch. And this is notable because this was a huge, a huge market on Twitch, right? Like people would go to gambling stream websites. Now, it's important to note that the Twitch gambling ban that takes effect starting on October 18th, it only prohibits the streaming of gambling websites that include slots, roulette, or dice games that are not licensed in either the U.S. or other jurisdictions that provide sufficient consumer protection, according to the Twitch statement. So this, again, this lets you wade into different territory. We're like, what about games that have loot boxes? And what about games that have these other kind of predatory gambling-like practices? Well, Twitch has decided not to take a stand and not ban any of those, just the degenerate gambling websites, like uh, websites that you would log on to to like play poker, play slots. Those kind of websites were extremely, extremely popular amongst a lot of the top uh, Twitch streamers, almost enough to where that was basically the Twitch meta. Like if you are on Twitch, a lot of what was being promoted was, you know, whatever's meta to stream at the time, which happens to be gambling. And now that they've banned this, the Twitch meta is going to move in a completely different direction. Content creators are going to have to start creating content again. Oh, no. oh my God. I know. Right. And, you know, we'll end up seeing how uh, how and where this goes. Now, you think, all right, that sounds like a bit of a controversy. That sounds like a doozy. That is not all that Twitch has done this week. Now, let's see. There's a couple of couple of uh, extra extra things to go into. Oh, yeah, they're changing their revenue share patterns, which is that if you are a Twitch streamer, uh, your favorite Twitch creator and streamer will probably be making less money fairly soon. Now, what they do is how the Twitch revenue uh, split works. And I don't know, man, the business behind streaming is just super interesting to me. So at least going into this part of the controversy, I I don't want to say I kind of enjoyed, but did kind of enjoy it just a little bit but uh what they do now currently is twitch has a contract with all of their big streamers the ones that make them a metric fuck ton of money and 
what you can do on Twitch is you can subscribe to your favorite streamers, right? You can pay like five bucks a month. You'll get no ads for the stream that you're watching and you'll get some other benefits and perks too. Now how Twitch has their revenue share between these streamers is the big streamers will get 70% of the sub of their subscriber revenue and then Twitch will get 30%. Now this only applies and this is why Twitch gets a lot of shit about uh, enforcing favoritism amongst their code of conduct or amongst their terms of service, which I mean, it's very clear that that's what they do based on who they choose to ban and who they choose to just, let off with a warning and a slap on the wrist. But uh, most streamers get 50-50, right? So if you pay a $5 sub to somebody, that streamer is getting 250 of it. But with 70-30, you pay $5 of it, and you're getting whatever 70% 70, 70 of $5 is. I'm too fucking lazy to do the math right now. But Twitch is changing that to a 50-50 revenue share across everybody. And it's going to happen over time. And of course, you know, the big streamers are pissed because they uh, have been getting this amount of money for so long. And now, you know, all of a sudden Twitch has to cut costs and uh, all these big streamers that do not have real lives are all of a sudden making a little bit less money. And by the way, chat, this does not mean that they are not going to still be well off. They're still going to be doing fine. They're still going to be doing quite well for themselves. But Twitch is uh, cutting back on that now. Here's what you're probably thinking now. All right. Wow. Shit. You're right. Twitch surely has had a bad week, but it, can, it, it can't get worse. Yeah, it can't get any worse yeah, than that. Right. That's what you're thinking. Yeah. Well, incorrect, fellas, because now a study has been released this week. Let me uh, let me see if I can find it here. Oh, a study. Oh, oh, yeah, a study. And this study was actually kind of notable because it exposed some activities on Twitch. Right. Uh, Twitch saying or Twitch is saying. Well, actually, I don't know if Twitch is saying this. Uh, the problem plagues many online platforms. What problem is it? It is preventing child sexual predators from grooming younger streamers on the platform. Now, supposedly what happens is, or what happened is a study has come out that upwards of like 2,000 sexual predators have found Twitch and have used Twitch and Twitch's services as a way to like, harass and stalk and basically communicate with uh minors because of how easy twitch makes it right and uh a lot of things there are a lot of things in play here like twitch's existing moderation tools are insufficient at preventing children from broadcasting and stopping adults from finding and grooming them uh let's see or if i can find where the where the meat of this so twitch has to play a pr game again because of a study coming out basically saying hey twitch as a platform has made it so fucking easy for all of these predators to come online and kind of harass mm. younger streamers based on the way that the platform is set up right based on the way that the algorithm runs based on what content gets promoted and you know you can tell based on the way that the algorithm works. Let's say, you know, if a fucking gross 50 year old child sexual predator comes on the Twitch and they find, let's say one streamer that, you know, that fits their profile that they want to start grooming and watching and simping for, then the algorithm recommends them all these other types of people of the same demographic and probable age group and it, that's just one of the many things that Twitch does to supposedly and allegedly make it very easy for sexual predators to get on there and to start grooming children. So 
that's pretty bad. Uh, Twitch is, of course, fighting the great PR battle uh, against it. Let's, you know, let's see. The way this article is set up, by the way, fuck you, Bloomberg. Fuck you, because this article is set up like a fucking visual novel where you have to, like, scroll through parts of the page that, like, auto-scroll, and it's, like, kind of a graphic, and I, I just want to read the fuck. I just want to read the damn article, man. I do not want to scroll through uh, a fucking mock-up Twitch stream that they've made that you have to scroll through. Here, you, you can take the screen so that, I, look, I want you guys to see how frustrating this is. This is what the article is supposed to be, okay? It's got a huge fucking... Uh, infographic at the top and then you scroll down and then they've made like a mock-up with parts of the story embedded in stuff that you have to scroll through like come on bloomberg this is not it but uh essentially the point is and it this study took a dive into it did a deep dive into a couple of the uh like the streamers and some of the stuff that people were doing to groom them like some you know that's kind of it's kind of nasty. Viewers asking TikTokers to perform handstands and TikTok dances, and these kids are like wearing very revealing stuff, and the the Twitch predators are like doing it on purpose, they trying to get them to like get a nip slip. Yeah, or yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, that kind of shit. So, uh, Twitch is fighting that PR battle, the child sexual predator battle, in addition to the banning gambling this week, in addition to the. Uh, what the, I, wow my brain just farted so we had the twitch ban gambling ban oh the revenue revenue share split now child sexual predators all right now at this point sure right that's it yeah that's more but than likely there's more there is indeed more and this one comes from congressman matt gates do you guys are you guys familiar with matt gates no. well he's he's one of the he's one of the like the far writers in congress and he goes viral quite a bit for you know just doing the things that that far writers do that's just kind of how it goes they all go viral at this point but uh he is very very much hated by the twitch community because he goes viral for saying you know shit that the generally left-wing video game community does not tend to agree with because you know that's just how it goes but matt gates has decided to join twitch to bring his america first message to a new generation of viewers so naturally uh matt gates got ratioed the fuck out of on twitter because this is not his uh this is not his base twitch is not uh congressman matt gates's base to say the least now this is leading to a whole bunch of people to like dunk on them because the predator story happened the same day. Like the predator study came out the same day. And then like hours later, uh, Matt Gates puts out a, t a tweet that says, Oh, by the way, I'm streaming on Twitch now. And Matt Gates has been the subject of like, uh, of a trafficking case. He's being investigated for stuff like that. So he's kind of, con I don't want to say he's connected to the world, but he's at the very least tangentially involved in the world of sexual predation, even if he's just being investigated for it. Like, again, these are all allegedly's and supposedly's and reportedly's, but uh, he's getting some some heat for that, and it just so happens to coincide with the same day that the sexual uh, that the sexual harassment study went on. So, that is that. And you're probably thinking now, at this point, right? Surely, 
that cannot be it. Surely, uh, there's nothing else that is going on on Twitch that uh, is drama-worthy at all. Well, finally, you would be right. Finally, you'd be right. That was it. Finally, you're right. That, that's that's okay. just about all of them. Uh, by the way, oh, I did tease this Andrew Tate story yesterday or earlier on in the show, and this is not really necessarily an Andrew Tate story. It's actually an esports story that turned into an Andrew Tate story. So I'll give a little bit of a uh, background here. Now, shit, I wish I could backtrack right now and just forget that I even introduced this. But it's look, it's too late. The can is already open. We got to go for it. So uh, there's a team in esports called G2 Esports, right? It CEO is run by a guy whose username is Ocelot. He's Carlos Rodriguez, and I knew him from being... He was in very a very early League of Legends player, like back in 2010, 2011, when I first started watching. Uh, he was a player then. Now, he eventually transitioned his playing career into being the CEO of one of the... I believe it's the fourth or fifth, fifth highest valued uh, esports organization that exists in esports right now. And he uh, just recently secured a spot, or he, by he, I mean his team, recently secured a spot at League of Legends Worlds, right? And so he's out celebrating, uh, and in that celebration, he posted a video of himself. And in fact, uh, here's the caption. I'll just post the clip of you guys, or for you guys, and see whether or not you can see or get what exactly is wrong with this video here's the caption from uh ocelot from carlos yesterday we celebrated g2's world championship now g2 of course is a brand that is heavily tied to the persona of carlos of ocelot this guy and he's very he's known for being kind of an edgelord right so the entire g2 brand is based on uh it's it's kind of an edgy brand now here's the here's the celebration video thank you brother and I'll play it again because you probably missed it. Now, there's somebody in this video that all of a sudden this person's mere presence in this video caused a whole shitstorm of esports controversy this week. Now, let's go back and see it again. Let's see if you can recognize. I, I might have the freeze frame on him right now directly. So this is the CEO of G2 Esports out celebrating their uh, their trip to Worlds. Now, who is this? Thank you, brother. It's Andrew Tate. Right there. Now, here's the controversial part of the clip. The CEO of G2, that is this guy right here. It's this guy on the left. It looks like he's barely even part of the shot. And it looks like he's just kind of, you know, celebrating with the boys for something general and not necessarily this. So. That causes a controversy because, of course, Andrew Tate is a persona non grata in literally the entire Internet world now. So with this clip coming out, uh, Carlos essentially also got ratioed the fuck out of on Twitter. Uh, he's getting plenty of hate. Uh, so you celebrate alongside a women abuser. Wonder what it says about you. Uh, all the standard vitriol that you're going to get from a social media comment. Now, Carlos, uh, his... You know, he's mostly known by Carlos now, but I, I just remember him from being known as Ocelot back when that was his league name. But uh, he comes out. The first thing he says, nobody will ever be able to police my friendships. I draw my line here. I party with whoever the fuck I want. 
uh, followed consequentially by a PR statement that was not written by him, but was written by a PR person. Many G2 fans were let down this weekend, which created confusion about what I stand for. It has always been my consistent target to stand for absolute equality of opportunity, regardless of who you are or where you come from, which is what gaming is all about. Make no mistake, my life was full of warnings, and I had my fair share of situations I got into in the past. I failed to read this room right, feel terrible about the discussions it created, and will stand up and accept the consequences in full. Now, that was the PR statement. Quite different from this tweet that was still up from right. hours earlier, where it's like, nobody will ever be able to police my friendships. I draw the line here. I party with whoever the fuck I want. And look, I've been following this guy for a long time. Like, he's a, he's a very good at his job. He's a good CEO. He's built a good brand. Like, I, he kind of captures the ethos of the type of brand that, I'm, that I would like to capture. And this, the first statement, the say, statement about I will party with whoever the fuck I want, that is the real person. Like, that is not the version that is being presented uh, to the public. Now, of course, uh, G2, the organization that he is the CEO of, has come out and suspended him for eight weeks. So he now is taking an eight-week vacation without pay. But where the controversy comes in is that Andrew Tate's mere presence in this eight-second-long video clip mm. with the CEO of this esports organization just barely on the side, like, barely celebrating has cost him a $30 million or has cost the G2 organization a $30 million franchising slot in uh, the game Valorant, right? So I'll give a little, just a tiny bit of a backstory here for those that are not in esports. Now, uh, what Riot has done is they've done essentially a franchise league model, kind of like how the NFL works, right? If you're familiar with how franchising works in the NFL, it basically means uh as opposed to the european soccer system where they'll have promotions and relegations and they'll have different leagues and you know all the t teams can fall out of like the premier league and fall into like a tier two or a tier three uh, league yeah, yeah. uh how riot does it is they've adopted the football model basically where there's no like second tier of football there is the fuck there's the nfl baby and the teams that are in the nfl are pretty much the teams that are in the nfl barring like ownership changes or you know, just team branding changes or whatnot. Now, Riot started this with League of Legends a couple years ago. Um, they basically collected like 10 million bucks from each of these franchises, and these franchises were now guaranteed slots in the main league forever. Now, Riot has decided to do that with their shooting game, Valorant, which is basically a copy of CSGO, and uh, it's just fucking weeb, weeb version of CS. And that's... Oh, I, that, I like it. That's kind of the Riot MO, right? Is to take a game that's already good and already has a genre like like Dota and let's just make it fucking let's weebify it and put make it simpler and now all of a sudden it's the biggest game of all time. So Is there anime girls? There are anime oh. girls actually. There are plenty of anime girls for you to uh <laughs> do what you will with. But uh so Riot has taken the franchising model for League, and it's now starting to apply it to uh, Valorant, right? And so G2 was one of the primary frontrunners for getting the franchise slots. Now, how much does a franchise slot cost? It costs about $30 million, roughly. And again, this is to guarantee your slot in the top league, basically. And it's it, of course, is a pay-to-play game because that's, that's kind of how the shit works now. Based on this, from this drama... uh. 
they lost their franchising slot. Now, they're not going to have to pay the insane fee to get in, but just in exposure and in terms of like brand presence, this is huge. They've the G2 Esports as an organization has been working on this for months. And now, based on this drama, Riot has decided they're not going to give poor Andrew Tate, I mean G2, a franchise slot in the new uh the new valorant league so all right that's that that about does it for my foray into the internet world and the internet drama twitch world for this week really would like to scrub my mouth out with some soap and particularly my brain out with some soap i want to do that first but uh we're gonna take a break we will come back and um, you know, I don't I don't have it in me to cover the, the fucking Iran women's protests that are going on right now. And I haven't fully fleshed out all the research into this issue. Like I did a little bit of basic research into it, but definitely not enough to uh, talk about the story. So I think instead we're going to come back and do Reddit reviews and then we will uh, then we'll 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 wrap up the show. Look, we've been, it's been a while since we've done Reddit reviews. So we'll do uh, I think we'll do Am I the Asshole tonight. So. We will answer uh, the Am I the Asshole premiere questions on Reddit reviews coming up in just a moment. So stick around. Oh man, am I excited about this story. It actually kept us going through the show because during the break I was considering, you know, just jumping right into after show. We'll do Reddit reviews next week. You know, I'll just assume that I'll be feeling it again next week, even though I haven't really been for the past two weeks. But then I came across this story that I teased in the promotional poster that I made for tonight. And it got me a little bit more revved up and excited to close out the show. So we will do like one or two Reddit review questions in just a moment. But for the time being, uh, there's a new flavor of potato chip out there. Now, we are not strangers on the show to trying out weird and new things that come out. Unfortunately, I don't think we'll be able to try this one in the time that it's relevant because I would have to order it from Europe and uh. it would take like probably weeks to get here. And by that time, this pussy flavored potato chips no. would lose their uh would lose their sheen a little bit so really this comes from a company named Chaz out of europe and they are known for developing some fairly fairly weird potato chip flavors now uh they put out in a statement did you know that the world is going to hell which i mean <laughs> personally i mean i knew that but i'm glad that they're uh, i'm glad that they're ex exposing it to the general public According to several past years of research data found around the world, millennials are having three times less sex than their parents at the same age. It's unbelievable that someone is choosing social media instead of live communication, dating, and real sex. Chaz team 
which is the developers behind these these potato chips, real vegetables, real chips, is young, bold, and socially responsible. So we took this disastrous trend <laughs> very, very personally. We've decided to draw everyone's attention to it and thus contribute to solving this problem. And that is how we came up with the idea to create the first ever world premiere pussy-flavored potato chips. And they're kettle brand. So look, all right, take a look at this chat. Uh, take a look at this potato chip box or this bag. Let me see if I can zoom in on that a little bit just so that you can know that it is very, very clear that it's pussy flavored. I like how it's like in between the legs of someone else. Like, yeah, behind it. also, I, I don't know <clears throat> since this is a European website, I don't know which one of these buttons is the accept cookies button and just <laughs> it's fine. I get it. You're going to feed me cookies. It's okay. Are they p- pussy flavored? Let's cookies? see. I wonder if this one's accept cookies or don't accept cookies. Which one's cookie? green? Is usually like go. green. Green is good, right? Okay, I'm down for that. Go. What about black? What does black mean? Or gray? I don't that know. Probably means this. Also this is all right. At, it's got to be decline. It's got to be decline, right? All right. Boom. We did it. Oh no, no! Oh. I don't know. You're not showing Spin me notifications. For a also, discounted pussy. <laughs> you can get a lot of that over in Europe. But uh all right, get a look at this chat. These are uh this is the Chaz Pussy Flavored Potato Chip, 18 plus adults only, limited edition. Some of the captions that they've got on it. Yes for sex. All bodies taste good. No, I'm not I do not want to chat with a fucking support member. <laughs> what are you trying to do? Sell me pussy flavored potato chips? <laughs> I don't even know what this means. Uh Nepris Jungis. Oh god, is this your do we know whatever, what this is out of? Is that like whatever European country this is is going to tear me the fuck apart? Which, yeah, it's fine. It's an, it's an engagement bait, actually. You know, I'll just pivot into this is an engagement bait. Just, just uh, read it terribly with confidence. I can't, I can't even form <laughs> those. I can't even form those fucking vocal patterns again. Like shit. Uh, so that's. Uh, a good look at the potato chip bag. There were not only Chaz team members invited to take part in the development of this taste, the bravest and most experienced friends also took part in the research. Following long discussions and arguments, we realized that the list of pussy flavors we had was not strong enough until now. Every time we tasted vulva, which they had to make sure to note was the scientific name for pussy, we did not try to understand what it reminded us of. So, that's a strategy that they took right off hand, right? Whereas, which is they took a whole bunch of people that have eaten a whole bunch of pussy and have said, all right, so we've decided that we don't actually want to make this taste like pussy. Okay. So given, given that we don't actually want to make this taste like real vagina, we still have a marketing promotion and scheme that we've got to deal with here, folks. So what flavor, of course, would they settle on? We took the development of this flavor very seriously, they say, and selected the five bravest and most experienced team members and sent them on individual hunts to come back with the fresh list of flavors. I can only imagine this now. Like, they're sending these poor, uh, poor young experimenters, these scientists, you could say, these poor young scientists out into the outside world to taste a whole bunch of pussy of wildly varying varieties and go, hmm. I kind of like the flavor of that one or, you know, hmm, that, that one actually tasted like not fish or, you know, the, the st- standard <laughs> stuff. So they sent 
sent their team members out there. At the same time, other colleagues were Googling in forums, comments, and found dozens of opinions from different countries what the taste of pussy associates, associates with. Countries. <laughs> oh, what? I thought that was a good one. Your worst one was before the show. That This one was lame in comparison. Uh, let's see where are we at after summing up the results agreeing on all of the essential sensations of this taste and additional notes we formed the task and sent it to the three huge european manufacturers of spices from dozens of samples provided by them we selected a few that were closest to the task adjusted the proportions of the ingredients and we've managed to reflect this taste as close as possible so this is the scientific process that they went through to perfectly capture pussy taste so uh, in case you wanted to know like these are this is a real real brand of flavored potato chip and if it wouldn't have to take like three weeks for it to get here i would 100 percent order a bag and we would absolutely be trying this and in fact i'm gonna bookmark this page so that uh let's see pussy potato chips (laughs) let's put that in do the work for the show bookmark category all right i'm i'm not saying that we'll have them at some point but we may have them at some point when this story doesn't become a relevant news story anymore but look uh, i'll push it back into relevancy baby because this is just this is too great uh let's anything else relevant about this oh they've got some other uh other interesting flavors too potato chips with caramelized onion flavor mussels and white wine flavor some of the uh Sounds good yeah i know honestly. it kind of does some of the european flavors that they have of potato chips because this is not the first time that i've heard that like uh people over in europe or the potato chip makers over in europe have some really weird flavors almost kind of sounds like they're ice cream flavors if you recall from a few weeks ago they're fucking london ice cream shop selling weird ice cream flavors well now uh, they're selling weird potato chip flavors, pussy being one of them. I I pay ten euros for one bag of that. Try it, yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, I get it. But what do you guys think? Would you Would you in the chat? Would you buy some pussy flavored chips? I would love to know, because uh, there's you know I'd I lost track of what the fuck I was gonna say. All right, let's just do a couple of Reddit reviews so we can get the fuck out of here for today. Reddit Reviews is brought to you by nobody. (laughs) Still possible one day. But today, in this edition of Reddit Reviews, as we usually do every couple of weeks or so, we go through Reddit, be it the relationship section or the am I the asshole section. We find a few good ones and, of course, answer what people on Reddit will not answer, which is the truth. Because, you know, everybody on Reddit just wants to be upvoted. But I don't give a fuck about being upvoted on Reddit. We do not give a fuck about being upvoted on Reddit. So instead, we will take all of your problems that you've decided to post to Reddit. And we will provide actual solutions to them. Instead of probably tell you uh, the thing that you want to hear that's going to be the most upvoted answer. Oh, and we have got a solid candidate on the Am I the Asshole with 11k upvotes. Am I the asshole for threatening to kick out my coworker slash roommate for kissing my best friend? And this was the most upvoted thread on Am I the Asshole by a significant, significant margin. What? 
I can't see Justin. So what are you guys doing over there? Are you guys? Oh, I was just watching something. I got really excited. Oh, Fantasy oh, football stuff. He's watching. He's <sighs> watching fucking football over Touchdown! there. Touchdown, Nick Chubb. God. Am I the asshole for threatening to kick out my coworker slash roommate for kissing my best friend? Let's see how long this story is. If it'll load. For kissing who? His girlfriend or his best friend? Kiss the homies goodnight, bro. Am I the asshole for threatening to kick out my coworker slash roommate for kissing my best friend? So it's his coworker uh, and his roommate. All right. Let's jump into kissed this. Kissed his best friend or her best friend? I don't fucking know. His, I don't fucking uh, know, dude. Yeah, we'll find out. Yeah. Around February 1st, or around February, I, at 23 years old, let my co-worker Jaden, age 25, and his daughter Leah, age 6, move in. We were co-workers and friends for three years. Where the fuck is the TLDR, man? This is so fucking long. And he's always been so funny, smart, and cute. We became really close friends. Unfortunately, work decided that they can't afford to keep everyone and have been making cuts, and Jaden was basically forced to quit. I know he was really worried about his rent and everything, and my roommate was leaving, so I offered for him to stay with me, and we worked out an agreement. I, God, I'm just going to be straight out. I can tell this is a fucking woman writing this. It's honestly been amazing having him live. Well, I get that she's referring to him as the potential partner, but it could also be a guy referring to him as a potential partner. But yeah. I, ju I can just tell based on the fucking writing style and how, like, off the wall. So cute. Uh, have dreamy. And how, like, fucking unnecessary some of these details are. <laughs> that, like, it's, it's true, though. <clears throat> Okay, so at, at Apple, we used to have, uh, we used to classify uh, the, our customers into various customer types, right? And you would get uh, one of them, oh God, I should know this, because that was fucking drilled into me for so long. But the only thing that I remember is one of the customer types, there were four main ones, and one of them was the entertainer. And you can tell when you're dealing with an entertainer, of course, they use euphemisms to talk about di different types of difficult people, but the entertainer... Uh, to Apple was the type of person that had to tell their whole life story oh in order God, to get in order to that. get to like what the problem is. Right. But of course, because, you know, at Apple and doing tech support, they make sure that you got to do the whole like pleasantry and and uh, it wasn't script script. But, it, but, but, there was a, but there was a format. Yeah, there was definitely a format. The fucking three P's. You gotta use the three P's on every call and pr protect, personalize and Pretend, what, I don't pretend. <laughs> yeah. pretend you care about them. Yeah. Yes. So uh, the entertainer is exactly the type of person that I think this is You're like right. the person that's got to tell their life story before getting to the meat of it. I, I don't even remember anything that she just said. Okay. Oh, yeah. let's, let's start here. He's just so dreamy. He, he, he got cut from work. So I was just so worried about him. And like, I, I just. I haven't gotten to the betrayal part yet. I just felt so totally betrayed. <laughs> we'll get there, though. I know he was really worried about his rent and everything, and my roommate was leaving, so I offered for him to stay with me, and we worked out an agreement. We decided that while he's still looking for a job, he'd deal with all the chores and errands and housework. It's honestly been amazing having him live with me. He's such a great cook, and Leah has actually been really well-behaved and sweet. He's helped me out a lot, and I really enjoy being able to spend all this time with him. He's found some part-time work, but nothing that pays enough for him to live alone. So we've mostly kept our agreement just with me doing more and him helping pay a little. My friends have come over quite a few times and obviously met him. 
last weekend i had a bunch of my friends stay over thought it was great but the next day leah told me she saw jaden kiss my best friend i was really upset and jaden and i ended up arguing about it i told him how betrayed i felt he tried to say it was fine that apparently uh the kiss wasn't intentional and he didn't say anything because they didn't know what it meant but it's still wrong i'm doing so much only for him to do this to me i got upset and told him he'll have to leave if he just wants to take advantage of my kindness that i don't want to live with someone who betrays with me that betrays me like that he was offended and just tried to act like act like he was no big deal and i was being crazy he thinks i have no right to say anything about his love life even though it's my best friend and i'm doing so much for him our talk didn't really work but i did talk to my best friend and she agreed to back off last few days have been horrible and he doesn't think he's done anything wrong i've tried to talk again hey wake up wake up it's the woman telling us about her problems here for god's sake all Shape the details up. matter. I've tried to talk again, but he now refuses and has been really cold and told me that he'll move out as soon as he... Hey, hey, wait. I don't think I've done anything wrong. It's his own fault. I want to work this out, but he shouldn't be going around kissing my friends. But the fighting has really upset Leah, and obviously Jaden thinks I'm an asshole, even if he's being selfish. Yeah, you're the asshole here. Like, first of all, you're, you're clearly... You're not in a relationship with this guy. Right. It clearly sounds like you're just fucking jealous. Right. of him you know finding somebody or kissing somebody it sounds like you have feelings for him but you don't want to admit those to him because you know it for whatever god fucking knows why probably because i don't know maybe you live together and it could be weird i don't fucking know but oh she had to edit edit i am not jealous all caps oh yeah this isn't about that i'm not in love with him or anything i'd know if i was this is just about him betraying me about him going behind my back why do you care? Like, what? What? what's the big deal? Your best friend and a person that you supposedly do not love or anything, they kissed. Like, this sounds, I don't know, that, to be fair, this is a 23-year-old girl, so, I mean, their problems are not real problems. Let's be honest here. Uh, I mean, come on. It, that's not that hot of a Wait, take. did Jenna write this? <laughs> no, I wrote it for her. Her not real problems. But actually, yeah, I, that that sounds about accurate. So anybody got any takes on this besides like, what the fuck? Because that's my take is what the fuck? And you're also a fucking 23 year old girl that doesn't have real problems. Yeah, it's just like, OK, so he's living there. What else? And he's interacting with like your friends or whatever. Like there's a chance that one of your friends might end up liking him. You know what I mean? Like that's how relationships work, man. That's how fucking human dynamics work, dude. Like. It's like, oh, I met her through my friend or whatever. But it's it yeah, you're the you're the asshole. It's just like I your actions say you're jealous here. Like that's you can say that you're not jealous all you want, but we were talking about that fucking McDonald's axe wielding screamo or crazy guy earlier. He's, was actually, way, I, he's way cooler than this. Yeah, oh a hundred percent. But Oh oh yeah, I was getting to like action versus words where right, you know yeah. his his actions maybe say something a little bit differently than how eloquent he sounded and this is another one of those situations where your actions speak louder than your fucking really long rant mm. so i'm just gonna up and say yes sounds like a bitch bitch justin you got anything else no definitely it's the asshole i agree and i think that'll do it for Reddit reviews today. It was a quick one. Yeah, it was just one. <laughs> it just happened to be the longest post that I ever know of I like know. a bunch of fluff. And it's funny because I was having a conversation with Mob Boss Rob, and mm. he 
was talking about he's just like he's just like arguing with uh, arguing with women they just never stick to the fucking point like here's the here are the points of the issue let's stick to those and how this all came about was i was going to uh, for my birthday i was going to miami right mm. and so i was moving my stuff out of my car into rob's car and he, rob was at his mom's house right and so one of rob's mom's friends called his mom and said Oh, he can't park there. He's parking in like in like resident places. And I wasn't, by the way. I was in I was in like visitor spot. Mm-hmm. But even if I was, <clears throat> get the fuck over it. For like I was there for five minutes moving my shit over, and then and then uh, and then Rob's mom's just like, well, she's she's my only friend here. She she has cancer. Uh, mm. And Rob's just like, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? Why why is that a detail that you added? to this whole conversation this has nothing to do with the it's fact of the matter at because hand. at the heart of the issue she's basically saying that uh, i don't i don't want to tell her to kind of fuck off because this isn't a real issue because you know she's my only friend and i don't want to hurt her feelings and basically what she's trying to say but like just fucking out with it man we don't need to hear the whole fucking backstory about everything and why you're feeling the way you do and about how you know i had this feeling back in 1972 and details that don't even like it'd be one thing if it, if she was talking about like a feeling that she might have yeah. had towards him that mm-hmm. could be relevant to the story there's just things that just aren't relevant so uh, if if hey, if you're having a conversation out there about something that's bothering you stick to the stick to what matters don't at the very least backstory. if you're having an argument about it right and th- that only just goes to in my mind when people kind of fill in that empty space with details that don't pertain to the actual story or pertain to the actual topic, they are either like looking for filler or looking yeah. for like a, like an emotional kind of sway. Be like, oh, because like an emotional this. barrier that stops them from having to like expose themselves and be vulnerable by actually saying <laughs> what the issue is because they think that you know by actually coming out with the issue, then they're exposing themselves emotionally or or just or like some kind of like dishonesty where they're like oh let me just tell you as much information so then that way you side with me more but here it's having the opposite effect chick like we know down like we are like this is what happened your best friend okay your best friend uh your best friend made out with someone you were letting stay with you as Mm. your other friend and uh that's 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 all you had to write (laughs) yeah so we've got uh, we got nine minutes to be able to call this a full size show. So, you know, I'm, we might as well just fill it because I. Uh, we'll get to some show business, I guess, towards the end as I fumble over my thoughts and have no fucking idea what I'm saying or talking about tonight. But uh, I, I want to just apologize. First of all, I don't want to call this a formal apology because it's not a bit. This is like actual a real like a real apology. Like I'm genuinely sorry and I'm not making a bit out of it about the quality of the show the last couple of weeks. Like I've I've been totally out of it. Like I've been in a mental funk the last few weeks that has kind of distracted me from being passionate about the show and doing things that I want to do for the show, like continue to like work on the website, continue to put out all the social media content. Like, I don't know. I've just had a bad, bad couple of weeks. So uh, I'd like to say, or I would like to think that tonight is going to be the end of that. Cause like, I'm starting to feel a little bit on the upswing again, but uh, just the last few weeks, I'm just hoping that the, these last few weeks are not like the first shows that anybody starts to listen to. 
then uh and you know if they are it's probably one of those situations right where like i just feel bad about it and i feel like it's terrible but then when i go back and listen to it it, it's just good because our default level already is even when i feel bad about it is just good so i mean look it's, it's good content nonetheless it's just it's felt off to me lately because i haven't really been been feeling it but nonetheless uh i resolved once the season or I resolved once the season started that, you know, despite any issues that I was having, and I've talked about this the last couple of weeks when we've been doing shorter shows, but when I'm having like issues and problems like that, and I'm just like feeling bad IRL, then I'm still planning on coming and doing the show. I'm just hoping now at this point, now that it's been a couple of weeks of doing that, that now that I'm back on kind of feeling back on the upswing just a little bit, that the show will resume its, uh, its normal just 11 out of 10 quality next week like let's say the last couple weeks nine that nines out of 10 like fuck man nines out of 10 nothing but 11 out of 10s are acceptable even 12s like 12 out of 10 is quite exceptional i would say but yeah and i think it's uh, we've had conversations in the past where you know it's easy to look at the what you'd be proud of or what kind of content you have expectations for and then maybe focus on the way you might have felt about that but I think it's important to also refocus on what the wins would be. And the wins in this case is you just stuck with it. Yeah. You know, we all stuck with it. We're still here. We're still making shows. Oh, yeah. And we've been here for the the, the regularly scheduled time, not mm-hmm. cutting it short. You know, so just look at those little W's and just being like, yeah, like even though it's I helped a lot. Yeah. Just even though even though it may not be what I what I know I'm capable of, at least I could be proud of this. Yeah, and the thing that held me up about that before was the idea of, like, you know, if I can't put out a product that's at 100%, then I don't want to put out a product at all. But, you know, I all, all the other content creators put out content that's, like, you know, 70 80%, and it's fine, and they probably feel the same way about it. So I think it's more important to stick with, uh, stick with a regular schedule, even if it's, like, even if we have an off night's even if we have an off night. Like, I think it's still important to be here at the same time every week without fail. The only week I see us taking off this year for the rest of the year is Thanksgiving. That's probably the only off day that we'll have for the rest of the year, I think. But other than that, come hell or high water. Uh, Christmas is on. It's on a Monday. So we'll definitely be taking that day off. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely be taking that day off. But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, just stick with it. Um, we're we've got a lot of fun activities planned. Like I, you know, no, nah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go that hard into what we've got coming up. But we've got some very uh, fun stuff in the works and coming up in the pipeline for the rest of the year. By the way, uh, the shop will still be live. I know that I said it would be live this month. It is still on track to be live this month. I just got to put the finishing touches on it and get the designs up and like get the, the I don't want to say product pages made, but get like the promotional stuff made for it. So that that stuff shouldn't take me more than a week, but I've also got a lot to do this upcoming week. So we'll we'll see. We'll see. It's still... All right, my calendars. I don't know why I'm looking at the fucking calendar when it's not updated. The last day on it is the 17th. That was days ago. But uh, I don't even know where I'm going at this point. I'm just fucking rambling. Just stick with us. I love all of you. I appreciate your patience. It probably didn't even feel 
like off weeks. They probably just felt like regular shows to you. But to me, I know when like when we're when I'm not there. Like I know when I'm not present mentally. Like for instance, today we jumped right into fucking stories this week because I don't have any any interesting thing about myself to talk about. I don't have any interesting stories to tell this week. I don't have any like interesting personal anecdotes that went on this week. None of that shit. I was pretty much just engrossed in what's been going on in the world this week because I don't know. That's just that's just how the chips fell. But we are making progress, at least. And John, you're right. I'm I am proud of the fact that, you know, despite all the issues that I've had, that we have been here. We have been here without fail for the last uh, 10 weeks and we'll continue to do so for the next 10 weeks coming up. Actually, I think Thanksgiving falls in the next 10 weeks. So uh, ignore that part. Ignore that part. But everything else, everything else is going fine. It's going as planned. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. This is probably not something that any of you guys notice. It's just something that I notice. But I think the bigger the bigger pain that's being felt by all of you guys from this is the lack of uh, the lack of social media content. Like I haven't I haven't made any TikToks. I haven't made any new videos. I've for the last like two or three weeks. I'm gonna be honest. I've just been doing the bare minimum. Coming in here Thursday. Uh, to do the show. Oftentimes, I don't even have any idea what the fuck we're going to do at 8.55 before the show starts. Actually, that was only one time. I think that was only last week. But every other time, it, it's gone fairly well. And I am proud of ourselves for uh, being here despite all of the issues. But I don't even know where I'm going with this, mostly because I don't want to delve too far into why. I'm not doing the greatest on the show at the moment because I just I know they're all personal problems that I just got to go fucking fix. So it's just got to get off my ass and do it. So I don't really see any reason to fucking whine about it. So uh, what do we got? Yeah, it's close enough. That will just about do it from us tonight. Again, uh, thank you all so much for listening and subscribing. Uh, I didn't do this part yet, but. If you are listening to the live show and you would like to listen to the podcast, then do be sure to subscribe to The Very Interesting Show wherever you get your podcasts. I don't even feel like doing the fucking bit no, today. No, that's fine. The, the problem with that is that I would just play Alec Baldwin saying it, but I would have to go back into the clip and like just edit that part of him out because I, I have the whole commercial, but I have to go and edit the whole commercial into just the wherever you get your podcasts bit and that'll that's just 30 seconds of work to, that i haven't done yet but uh i don't feel like doing it tonight. Yeah, but yeah low on the totem pole yeah. of priorities right the, wherever you get your podcast all that shit subscribe to the very interesting show uh nope not ready to announce the other thing yet also if you are listening to the podcast and would like to listen to the live show then we do indeed stream the show <coughs> excuse me we do indeed stream the show live every thursday evening at 9 p.m. Eastern on YouTube and Twitch, youtube.com slash simulation radio and twitch.tv slash simulation radio. You can subscribe, follow, do all of the good stuff next week, possibly rumble, depending on how, how that goes, depending on how the, the setup goes, depending on how easy it is or how big of a pain in the ass it is. We'll see. Could also be there soon, but stay tuned. Uh, we'll be back to regularly scheduled 11 out of 10 programming next week. Trust me. And that will just about do it from us tonight. Love you all. God bless. And stay sexy. Deuces.
everyone. I'll remember you all in therapy. All right, chat. Uh, let's see. Do I have any after show stuff for you? To oh, I need to stop recording. Fuck.